0: This is an image by Johnny Eads, which uh, shows a swamp or a lake with along the edge of the water is a heron that's perched onto some of the Branches that stick out of the water, so this is really a landscape, but also a wildlife photograph. And uh, the heron is very important um, for a number of reasons. The first one is that it's very noticeable because it's pure white. Okay, the heron is here, very very noticeable. And the second thing is that the heron is also pretty much at the golden means area, which is bottom right hand corner of the image and usually you divide the image in three horizontally and vertically and you will find that the golden mean area is in this area here about the bottom right hand corner as i said and that's just about where the heron falls in and so at that point we can see that this heron has definitely a very important role So, the first thing that struck me when I was looking at this image was that this would have to be an image that has to be printed at a large size. And it has to be printed at a large size so that the heron can be large enough to be seen. As it is here, this is a very, very small version, obviously, we barely see that. Bird, it's hardly noticeable because it is so small. And of course, we can see that there is an animal here. There is a white shape, and then the reflection also gives a lot of importance. It's the brightest part of the image. That's another reason why it's noticeable. But it's so small that we can't see any of the details. And it would be very interesting to see some of the, you know, feathers, um, the eye, the beak, you know, the head, all of that. And to do that, the print would have to be very large, maybe thirty by forty. Uh, at the very least, I would think, so that we can see enough of the detail. And then the second thing is the image would have to be sharp enough. And I don't know if it is or not. I assume it is. I can't tell from this particular um, version since it's a very small JPEG. The other thing besides the need for a large print that struck me was also the need to probably work a little bit at the level of enhancing the colors in the image. And here I'm trying uh, the vibrance adjustment in CS4 to see how that would play out. And it does help. It does help quite a bit. Uh, Vibrance is a more sophisticated way of adjusting the saturation than saturation itself because vibrance saturates the colors that are the least saturated first, while saturation which we have here, saturates all the colors evenly, and so if you push saturation very, very far you get oversaturated colors while with vibrance, even here we are pushing it almost to the maximum we still don't get oversaturated colors because it's saturating evenly, uh, preferably the colors that have the least amount saturation. So this is the first thing. The second thing that I think we could do is work on maybe doing an adjustment curve to this photograph and I'm going to do this off screen so I can uh, do it as good as I can and maybe seeing if we can bring up some more detail here. And as you can see, if I open up the shadow areas which is what I'm doing, and give it a little bit more contrast, uh, all of a sudden we find out that the image becomes much more interesting. Okay, And so that's really the thing here, of course, um, that being a fine art print, that we want to create as much contrast as we can in this image. We want to definitely um, have the image optimized from the perspective of you know the color quality in the image and also have a true white and true black point of course the hero is going to be the black the white point and the black point is going to be somewhere in the shadows here Uh, but of course by doing what i'm doing which is basically opening up the shadows it actually creates a better impression of light in the image and that's very important that you know the optimization of tones is very very important. I always say that the difference between a snapshot and a fine art print is sometimes how well the fine art print is printed although you know of course there is issues with the sharpness, the lens quality, the quality of the capture and all, and all of that. But so many people print their images in a very superficial manner that Eventually, uh, if you can have a photograph that's very, very well printed, you usually will have something far above the norm. Because getting a a good print is very, very difficult. It takes a lot of time. And we can see here that just from what we started oops, and um, what we have now, we've made a big, big jump just like that okay so we, we started with this and now we have that we've already made a big job in quality it's still very very green and so we could try something like the color balance and see if that helps you know and we would try maybe the mid-tone adjustment maybe get a little bit less green in there you know by adding some magenta and maybe a little bit less yellow you know green in photography is essentially yellow color Um, And the reason because is being that most of the greens, or what we think is green, is actually a a very um, sort of very green yellow color, not fully, fully green. And so by adding some blue, we actually can help the green become less dramatically green, you know, um, and help a little bit uh, of uh, all of that. And then maybe the shadows can be helped also by becoming a little bit more brown, you know, you you don't think of shadows as being green in trees, you think of shadows as being really sort of brown, you know. We have uh, very often what I would think is a distorted sense of what the proper color is because we assume that what we see from the photograph, from the camera, is the right color. But it really is. In practice, the camera doesn't give a very accurate color representation at all. It, this is what we had before and this is what we have now. And we can see now that the relief is starting to build up. You know, we have more contrast in the image, we have more depth. You know, if you look at this before, it's very flat, uh, very muddy. Now we have more depth in the image. The reflections are better. We can see that there is trees in the front and trees behind, so that we have actually depth in the image. Well, here it just sort of was all flat, you know. Finally, uh, you know, one thing we could do is another curve layer targeting the gray point to this tree here, which seems to be a very, very good place to have a true gray point because it's a gray trunk, you know. And it doesn't make all that much difference, but it makes a little bit of difference. See, we have, it actually brings it a little bit warmer than what I had here. And then finally, the last thing that we could try would be to do a little bit of shadow highlight. I'm going to duplicate the background, and then uh, use my action palette to do a little bit of shadow highlight, shadow highlight is here. I'm going to put it outside of the image so you can see at the image as I work, and then open up the shadows a little bit more. Okay, not not dramatically more, but just a little bit. And again, to give it a little bit of a feel for, um, you know, the depth of the image. Okay, which is always very very important. Have l- as much depth in this image as we can. And we can see how here it's opening up these shadows, but not so much that we now have a totally flat image, but just enough that, and these are the shadow highlights control that I've done, just enough that we can have a better view of the um, shadow areas and what's happening in the shadows. So this is what we had at first, when we first opened the image. And this is what we have now, a much richer image. All of a sudden, it's not just the here but that's interesting, it's also these trees on the left. I'm going to pull the palette itself. It's those trees on the right, it's the shadows. Uh, a whole world has opened up. This image was very dark and did not have enough contrast, had the wrong color balance, and, and all of these things. And we could keep pushing that um, and get probably an even better print. But the idea here is really to uh, continue working on the image until we have something that is truly interesting. I'm trying to load it up as much as I can here. Uh, so we can see it as big as we can, like, here we go. Uh, that's something that's as interesting as we can, because it's going to be a big print. And in a big print, we really have to have very good tonal separation. Um, not that we shouldn't have it in a small print, but it's going to be more visible in a big print. The, more, the larger the print, the more we're going to see all of the colors, the more we're going to see all of the contrast, and the more we're going to want to have as much information, as much sophistication in all of these tones. So a very good photograph, as far as the composition is concerned, I see nothing to remove or to add, but a photograph that A, needs to be printed large in order for the heron to stand out, or the bird to stand out, whatever the bird might be, and B, an image in which color correction, contrast correction, um, tonal adjustment, all of that are very, very important because there needs to be more interest in a photograph than just this heron. It has to be about the trees. Otherwise, uh, if it wasn't about the trees, we could just crop it to this and say, well, it's a photograph of Buddha Heron. But here it's a photograph of Buddha Heron along a a river or a lake that's bordered by trees and with reflection so there's much more than just the bird so these are my suggestion f- to make this image as ma- as strong as we can from a composition perspective keeping in mind that tones contrast color palette all of that is part of composition because adjusting all of these transforms the way we perceive the image and the way I look at composition personally is as a field in which anything that has a visual effect on the image a visual consequence on the image is becoming part of composition so anything that we can do such as adjusting color and contrast and tonal arrangement and color palette has an effect on the image therefore it is part of composition